0: We often like to say that this practice, this practice of the Dharma, this practice of following the Buddhist teachings, this path is a path of happiness. It's important to remember that when we are practicing, when we're practicing meditation, of course is just part of the path, but it's a very important part of the path. I mean, the development of our meditation is the heart of the path. It's the heart of the path. It really informs everything that we do. That's why the Buddha said, if you can practice mindfulness of breathing, if you can be mindful of the breath, you know, the path will unfold for you. So, It's very interesting to observe or to think about uh, this being a path of happiness, and in considering that, looking at our meditation practice, set out on a path of happiness. But how do we meditate? How do we meditate? What we tend to see is the way we practice meditation is more often than not an expression of our suffering, of our unhappiness. Just think about your practice tonight. To what extent or in what ways were you practicing and your action of practicing meditation was informed by some kind of an unskillful mental state. It's really important to understand that meditation is an action that we're taking. The path ultimately is about purifying our actions. We're learning to take action that is in support of our wish to be happy. This is a path to be happy. learning to take action that is in support of our wish to be happy, learning to take action that's informed by loving-kindness, compassion. But our habitual way of acting is more often than not going to inform the way we are taking the action of meditation. So we take the action of meditation the same way we take other actions that we take. We have habitual ways of acting. And really, one of the ways to think about why we're here is to change our habitual ways of acting. Our habitual ways of acting cause us suffering. We want to change our ways of acting. Our happiness is dependent on our actions. We act in in an unskillful way, informed by unskillful intention. will will lead us to suffering. We act in a skillful way, a way that's informed by intention imbued with loving kindness and compassion that will lead us to happiness. But
1: the way that
0: we meditate will reflect our habitual patterns of action unless we do something to change that. So, the way that we meditate will be an expression of largely, I mean, it'll be an expression of our past karma. And, you know, in other words, it'll be in large part a consequence of past actions that we've taken. And for most of us, past actions have been in many ways unskillful, informed by aversion, informed by disliking, informed by desire, informed by liking. So it's really important to see this in our meditation. We may practice meditation with aversion. And this is what I—I I mean, I practiced for years and years and years with aversion. In other words, not liking it, not liking the way the body felt, not liking the way the meditation was going, not liking the meditation itself. Always wanting it to be over. It's a good indication that you may be meditating with a version. When is it going to end? When is it going to end? Oops. It's funny, but it's not so funny. It's funny because that's the way we live, you know. So it's funny, but it's not so funny. It's serious. It's really, really, really serious because that's the way that I was with everything. Like, when is this going to end? When is this day going to be over? because this is a terrible day. When is this going to be over? Somewhere in the future, I'm going to find happiness. Not right now, right here. And that's how we tend to meditate. When is it going to be over? There's going to be some great things that I'm going to do when it's over. Of course, that's just a delusion. But that tends to be the way that a lot of us meditate. A lot of us meditate. Some of us meditate with agitation or anxiety agitation or anxiety about the meditation, and about our experience in the meditation. Sometimes that anxiety uh, manifests as some kind of form of restlessness, uh, which usually has some kind of aversion in it. So in other words, the restlessness of, got to get this over with, kind of a little similar to what I talked about, but not quite the same thing. You know, It doesn't necessarily have to be, I hate this, I want it to be over, but just like, I've got too many things to do in the future. I mean, like, Today and the rest of the day, and I've got too many other things to do to med, and I don't have time to do this. And we may med- we may meditate with desire. I want to have some kind of an experience. I want to have, you know, some kind. I want to, I want to accomplish something in the meditation. I want. I've kind of talked about this last week. I want to get to step three. I want to get to step four. I want to get to full body awareness, I want to get concentration, I want to get that first jhana. I want to be a good meditator, I want to be the best one in the class. Sometimes we meditate with delusion, uh, You know, just kind of it's going through the motions, going through the motions, going through the motions, going through the motions, a lot of people live that way, going through the motions, going through the motions. Some of us, and this can be kind of subtle, uh, meditate in the service of escaping. A lot of us meditate, particularly once you get skilled in meditation, it's very easy to use meditation to escape. You know, we may really look at this as a chance for me to get away from my life. And really, of course, meditation is your life. It's just one of the actions you're taking in life, and what we're learning to do is to embrace life, not to escape from life, but a lot of times we can look at it that way and you know, go into a more diluted state. I, mean, I had a period of time in my meditation when I got fairly skilled at it when I could use it to escape, and I did that for quite a while until I realized that that's what I was doing. We all have our own unskillful ways of practicing meditation, we all have our own skillful ways of taking action in life. Each of us is actually unique in the way that we take action and the way that we meditate. Nobody, not one person here, meditated the same way as somebody else in the room. Everybody meditated differently, with a different attitude if you will, informed by different intention based on your past karma. And based on the present karma that you created through skillful intention, or the unskillful karma that you created during the meditation based on unskillful intention. But we each have our own ways of meditating, you know, informed by our past karma. You know. We all have our ways of practicing meditation that are really. They're not really a af- reflection of our suffering; they're a manifestation of our suffering. You know? Meditation becomes a manifestation of our suffering. I mean, that was a really a big, big turn. It was a huge turning point in my meditation. You know, when I realized that I was suffering in the meditation, you know. And of course, I thought, well, it's the meditation. The meditation is making me suffer. The meditation wasn't making me suffer. I was making me suffer. I mean, that was a huge thing. You know, and part of it was I thought, well, I'm supposed to suffer. You know, anything that I do, you know, it's like what was the old saying that I used to say? You know, anything worth doing is worth suffering, with. you know? That's how I completely. So you know, but that was a huge turning point for me to see that my medif- meditation was a manifestation of my suffering. I was meditating the way that I was doing everything else. Once I began to see that and began to change the way that I meditated, so that it was no longer, or at least I was changing and shifting from it being a manifestation of suffering to a manifestation of happiness, then that began to happen in other places in my life. I learned how to do that in the meditation in part, but I also developed that karma in the meditation that, you know, sometimes it was quite, uh, quite revelatory to me in my life as I saw that, well, I'm acting differently. But that all came from learning to take the action of meditation differently, just like the Buddha said. If you can practice mindfulness skillfully, you can do anything. It's very important the way that you meditate. It's just as important as, and of course, it's going to inform the quality of your concentration, you know, and your technical skill. So, you know, in practicing meditation, you know, it's it's, it's a great opportunity to see our suffering. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we're pretty cruel if you think about it. I mean, the first thing we do in the beginners' class is like, all right, sit down to meditate, and what's the attitude? And it's like, all right. Let's start looking at your suffering. We don't feel it that way, you know? Well, what do you see? Oh, there's desire, there's aversion, there's no wanting, there's disliking, there's delusion. So, you know, think about it again, think about your practice tonight. And again, this isn't about judging, her. this is actually the recognition of your suffering practice is actually a cause for compassion and for joy, because you, you've got to understand that there's a way out by seeing what the problem is. It's like if you don't diagnose the problem, you can't fix it. You can't diagnose what's wrong with the car. You know? It's like, I don't care how many new carburetors you put in there, if the problem is the alternator, you know, it's like it's not gonna get the car running. You mass our bus. So, in practicing meditation, what we see is our habitual patterns. I mean, really what you're seeing in the meditation is your habitual way of acting unskillfully. And we begin to see the pain in it. And we begin to see that it takes us away from developing the meditation. takes us away from being in the present moment. It takes us away from the heart. So we begin to see what's the attitude we begin to see in practicing the way that we're practicing, and we begin to understand what's in the mind, and we, in practicing meditation, learn to practice in a skillful way, we learn to meditate skillfully, which again when we're talking about skillfully, we're talking about we learn to meditate with compassion, with love we meditate connected to our wish to be happy. Our practice becomes an expression of love for ourselves, an expression of happiness. Our practice becomes an expression of happiness. Of course, this happens little by slowly. There start to become those moments in the practice when you see clearly that you're meditating and you're taking the action of meditation in a way in which you are taking care of yourself and you can see that it's an act of self-love and you can begin to see that there's a happiness that comes when we act from the heart I mean... We may see that just for a moment in a sitting or a couple of moments. But that's all you really need to see. Then you need to know then you know that this is what your potential is as a human being. Now you've got to build on that potential. But once you see that, you know there's a way out, and you build on that way out. I mean all you need to see is that one moment. You know, so the whole meditation could be really challenging. But you begin to see that when you're able to, based on conditions and based on the actions that you take in the meditation, you're able to connect to the heart and practice with the heart, and there's a quality of happiness in the practice, then you know. Then you know that this is a possibility, then you know that uh, this is something that you can do. Then you know that you know, all of your experience, because that's what we tend to think, is a certain way. So it's like if you're in your life and you're struggling and you're going through difficult time, you know, if you can connect into the heart, and maybe it's just for a moment, and maybe there's just a moment of ease and peace and happiness and That changes everything, that changes everything. And of course we build on, we build on. So in the meditation, we're learning to act with love, with self-love, we're learning to be happy. Happiness comes from taking action that's informed by love, by self-love, not from getting what we want. And that's a huge shift, right? It's a huge shift, which, you know, I mean, it's a good shift if you think about it, because it means that you're in control. You're in total control. I mean, you're in control to the degree that you're able to uh, shift out of past karma. So we're learning to be happy. That's what the meditation is. It's not like I'm going to meditate now so that at some point in the future I can be happy. Little by slowly, we're learning to be happy. Our practice, the meditation, becomes an expression of happiness. Meditation in and of itself should be an expression of happiness. Now that's, again, a process that we develop over time uh, in large part, you know, really, pretty much, I mean, in large, well, the core of that process, of course, is developing skillful intention. Developing skillful intention. And our capacity to develop skillful intention is determined to some extent by concentration, to some extent uh, on the wisdom that we've developed and looking at our thinking and our minds. But many of us here have been working at this practice a long time. You know, at a certain point, you got to start being happy. You know? At a certain point, it's like, you know, I mean, we have a lot of people here who are newer, too. You know? But, so I'll cut you a break. I'll let you be miserable for a while. You know? But those of you who've been here for a while, it's sort of like, you know, get on the stick. You know? Get on the stick. Time to be happy. Time to be happy serious this is not a joke this is serious life is short when are you going to do it when serious stuff no. this is not a game with so we learn through intention we're heedful of the un- just what we teach right at the beginning first beginner's place we're heedful of the unskillful patterns uh, the unskillful attitudes in the mind and we cultivate skillful intention i going to meditate with loving kindness. I'm going to meditate with compassion. You know, it all begins with those words. You know, our happiness depends on our actions. Our actions depend on our intentions. All that we are begins with our intentions, with our thinking. So it all begins with instead of this sucks, I hate it, when is it going to be over? I'm the best, I've got to get to step four, replacing that with i doing this with love, with metta. And then of course being able to connect into a felt sense. Now the more that you start to practice your understanding that what you're doing is an action that's informed, that will lead you to happiness, grows. I mean you begin to see, oh, there's an easeful breath. You Uh, You can begin to see that you're taking action. I'm able to cultivate ease in the body and be able to cultivate a smooth flow of energy in the body. You know, and there's a happiness in that that we can begin to perceive, you know, I'm taking care of myself happily, I'm taking care of myself happily. But, you know, it's like one thing to take care of yourself by cultivating those states, and then there's another thing entirely to take care of yourself happily. Take care of yourself happily. So, you know, it requires continual, ongoing heedfulness in terms of seeing what your attitude is and continuing to stay aligned with an intention that's informed by loving kindness. And, I mean, sort of the way that i get around that and suggest getting around that, you know, you, I could say, well, why? wait until your attention, you know, your intention veers into something unskillful. You start off with a great intention, five minutes in, you're hating it, you want it to be something, you want it to be over. You could wait till that happens, or just every minute or so, remind yourself of your intention. Just keep reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Keep reminding yourself that what you're doing is an act of love and that you want to practice with loving and kindness. You know, it's no different than sitting here right now. You, know? you can let the mind drift off. You can be confused by what I'm saying. You can dislike what I'm saying. You know, You can want to try to get it. Or you can be here with an open heart, you know. But that's really up to you. you know? I mean, you're going to sit here, as I, I think I said last week, you know. And the way your mind is and your attitude in being here and the action of listening is going to be informed by past karma. Or you can change that. Just saying to ourselves, I'm going to be here with an open heart, with love, in this moment. What a blessing it is to be here, take joy. And that's how we change our habitual patterns of action, by using our thinking in a skillful way, changing our intention. So again, it's a process. The meditation gradually becomes an expression of love. There's more joy. There's more happiness in the action of meditation, as we take the action of meditation. More and more we let go of those unskillful habits of mind, and we cultivate skillful habits of mind in the meditation. In the meditation. We're more connected to the heart. We have a sense that we're practicing from right here. And this is how we learn to be happy. I mean happiness isn't going to be given to us, we're not going to get it from an external source, we have to, our happiness is up to us. I never had the skills, I never had the skills that would enable me to find happiness in my life, I'm still learning those skills, the Buddha teaches those skills, those skills are there for us. This is how we learn to be happy I and mean, we learn in the meditation. And then of course we take what we've learned in the meditation and bring it into our lives. But those moments, you know, as I said, you know, those are moments of insight. You know, those moments of like, okay, I hate this, my body hurts, the air condition is going on, I don't want to be here. And then, okay, seeing that, putting that aside for the moment, let me just be here with compassion not suffering. Or, let me be here and practice with love. And there's that connection. And then there's that moment when we're free. And there's a quality of happiness there. I mean, that's insight, seeing that. That's insight. And once you have that insight, insight the Buddha's insight, not psychological insight, is you know largely indelible. You know? So you take that insight out into the world with you. So happiness depends on our actions. We learn to cultivate happiness. We learn to be happy, to know the happiness of the heart in the action of meditation. I mean, you know, I always say this, I mean, think about it. If you can't do it in meditation, I mean, if you're going to meditate in an unskillful way, informed by past karma, if you're going to meditate hating it or wanting it to be another way, or meditate with agitation or anxiety, how can we expect our lives to be any different? You know? It's sort of kind of a funny thing. You know, we meditate in a very unskillful way, but we want our lives to be skillful. Uh, it's really, the degree to which you're able to do this in the meditation is going to really, that's going to be, uh, you know, the way that you are in life will be a reflection of that. So learn to practice meditation with love, with happiness. To some extent, you know, you could say your goal in the meditation is to be happy. You can't force that issue, you know, but that's what we're learning to do. Is our happiness again is up to us, and that's really maybe the message of this tomorrow. Happiness is up to us, not the way the world is. There's a lot of suffering and pain in the world. Always been there, and probably always will be. You know, there's a lot of suffering endemic to the human experience, the suffering of sickness, aging, and death, having to make a living, all those things. That's life. Those things don't determine our happiness. This is what the Buddha understood. We can know happiness in meditation, regardless of what the circumstances are in the meditation, regardless of even how the meditation is going. We can be happy and not feel one breath. We can be happy if the body is in pain. We can be happy in life, regardless of the circumstances of life, whether things are going good in our job or our relationships. whether we're sick, or aging, or dying. But our capacity to know that happiness is enhanced, is largely dependent, will be greatly affected by learning to practice happiness. By learning to practice wholeheartedly, by learning to see to it through your practice over time that your practice is an expression of happiness. And this is what we mean when we say this is a.